All right, y'all. Have you ever heard yourself saying any of the following things? Who do you think you're talking to? Uh, Dakota Queen, who just had a birthday. Happy 42nd birthday, Queen. Um, you, who do, do you think I is? Okay, what's your favorite one from the Queen? You must not know about me. All right. Uh, people of other melanated hues uh, say, excuse me, excuse me, excuse me. That's <laughs> <laughs> uh, But also in our community, if you want to just take it up to the, the grandiose notch, there's probably no higher than this. You got me all the way fucked up. Okay. <laughs> or it's subsequent sister, F around and find out. Okay. All go together. All go together. All go it's together. a math equation of... Uh, Black people saying you done stepped over the line. You done done too much. Anyway, all those are examples of asserting your worth uh, verbally. Some would say uh, aggressively, aggressively. Verbally. But verbally aggressively. Whatever. Um, some of y'all are not like that. Some of y'all are very quiet and you have you assert your resilient strength and you have and grace. dignity and grace and confidence. It's giving Sarita Jakes. That's what it's giving. That's who I think is a very confident, quiet just knows her worth woman. And some of us uh, don't know our worth even a little bit. We don't know what those words all mean together. We don't know how to find it, know it, um, or it assert it. So we don't know. Anyway, whatever category you fall in, please stick around. Because this episode is, Lord, I'm struggling today, is for you. Hi, I'm Pam Williams, a mother. And I'm Jessica E. Williams, a daughter. And this is A Mother and a Daughter Truthful Chat, where we discuss our 35-year multi-layered relationship. We've been through so many ups and downs. Not only are we family, but we're business partners in the high-stress world of event planning and production for short films. We've also shared the same therapist for over 10 years. What some people call codependence, we call collaboration. So join us as we share stories from our lives, have candid conversations with other mother-daughter duos, and shed light on the roller coaster ride of being a woman while raising a woman. Welcome to Drupal Chats. Happy up? September. It is September, fam. Shout out to the Virgos. Oh, wait. My cup has a heart on it. I actually had a person on this. Cassie, if you're watching this, we're sorry. We don't know what happened. I said I miss you when the little person came up. They used to have a little lady on the top. <laughs> She's like, oh, little Cassie. It's like, girl, it's not really her. Anyway, welcome to Triple Chats. If you're just uh, now joining us, these are conversations engaged to design us. Oh, wait. Design. Mm-hmm. Design to engage us in the ongoing practice of creating generational wellness. Sorry. I don't know what my brain just did. <laughs> Word salad. Or Word salad. For sure. So if you're new to the platform, the show, all the things, uh, here at Career Generational Wellness, we have a theme every month. And then uh, we use the truthful chats to unpack that theme just a little bit. So of course it is September. Do you remember? The, what's the rest of the word? 21st. Oh, 21st. I was going to say 20th. And I was like, that's not right. 21st. Uh, September. September, September 21st. Why does September 21st mean something? September I don't 21st. know any why. That Black people love that like song. That and song. I actually don't know if we actually know what that song is about. We just like If you do, bah, tell bah, us. Because I just Because all my life, I've wondered, really. Anyway, shout out. They're still one of the greatest groups of all time. So, Anyway, it's a new month. <laughs> it is September. September. And um, 
The word is no. Okay, that's our theme. And today's and, episode. Um, oh, maybe, but K N O W is what we're really talking about right because now. Because English is just. How do you know? English is just a language. Okay, and today's episode is knowing your word, mm-hmm. embracing your value. So, um, happy September. Theme is no. And we're going to start off the month with knowing your worth. Quite frankly, we may camp here for a while because there is so much um, to talk about and to unpack in this title. So, if you don't know what we mean by unpack, our theme for last month, August, was unpacked. Was unpacked. So go back, listen to the August episodes, shameless plug there, check them out, but it will help you. We talked about mm-hmm. unpacking self-doubt, unpacking your boundaries, unpacking baggage, all the things. So All of the things. You need to understand how to unpack something. So today, we're going to start off talking about worth. And let's talk about what it means to know your worth. And what does the word worth really mean? We, you know, hear people saying all the time, they better recognize, they better know my worth. Know yourself, know your worth. Yeah, but what does it mean? Worth can be defined as the inherent value and significance that an individual possesses. What is your value? What significance do you possess in yourself that you display to the world, that the world understands? This is who well, you she sound are. like a, a hotel. <laughs> ah, I am kind of. It can be a reflection what is of that your you display to the world. Sister? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It can be a, a reflection of your qualities, your values, um, your abilities, um, and contributions that make you unique and value. But it is way much more than that, and that's what we're going to be talking about in a minute. The importance in knowing your worth is that knowing your worth is a fundamental a con- fundamental concept to personal growth, self-esteem, and overall happiness. Big facts. So we're actually going to be talking about three types of self-worth, because I bet you you know there was more than one. I don't think I did either. Um, but there are three. We learn every time we... It's called preparation. Get ready. Uh, so number one is the one we're all pretty much familiar with, right? Which is self-worth. So um, that is how you perceive yourself. Everyone has an individual level of perception about their own value, their importance in the world, um, where they see themselves, et cetera, et cetera. How you see yourself. Right. So this could either be a good thing or a bad thing, depending on the person, um, because on the good side, uh, you know, you're able to encompass a deep understanding and acceptance of yourself, hopefully, um, including your strengths, your weaknesses, your personal achievements. Hopefully that does not account to ego, which I would say is the downside. Um, or cognitive dissonance. Same thing. Yeah. Cognitive dissonance is a big word, but it's pretty much where like your perception and what happened in reality, the math ain't math in all the way. Like, so um, you think you this, 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 and this. But you really are that, 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 and that. And we live in LA, so we and see we, that. Yes, all the time. Um, because, you know, you might have been the big fish in your very small pond, but when you get here, things might, the math not might not be math. Anyway. And when we say in your very small pond, whatever hometown you came from, you know, not casting aspersions on. Oh, no, we don't. Shout out to the anybody. But if you came, you know, 
The competition level is just different. We'll say that. So you might have been the best where you were, where you were. but everybody that came to LA is now the best from where they were. were. So. so now you're in another melting pot and it could be a little bit different. You could be thinking you're presenting this way and you might be presenting another way. All that to say self-worth is very much rooted in self-esteem and some of y'all have very, very high very high self-esteem. As the Bible said, you might think more highly of yourself than you you ought. Um, Or the opposite. You have, you have really, you should have higher thoughts. Yeah, you should have higher thoughts about yourself than you are because you're doing all right. You're doing okay out here. But as Janelle Monet once said, we all trying to walk that tightrope, okay? So you can't get too high, you can't get too low. I probably fall on the other side. I don't. I don't like to toot my own horn or do my own things. Explanatory things don't need to be explained. Okay, either you know or you know or you don't know. Or you don't know. It. That's fine. But I'm about to be out here beating my drum. Anyway, self worth is built on self esteem, uh, which can be influenced by various factors: um, your upbringing, your experiences, all of your personal said beliefs. Um, and so, recognizing and embracing your self worth is as we said, very critical, very crucial to developing positive self-image and a strong foundation for your personal growth, which I feel like we talked about all this probably in like the change episodes or some of the previous episodes. I know we be sounding like broken records, but like Pam said on last week's episode, the steps to emotional wellness, wealth, wellness, health, and well-being are all pretty much the same. So a lot of this feels redundant and repetitive sometimes, but you don't have to do the work. But, uh, you know, it's also cool to be like, oh, the steps are kind of more or less the same. Now, you might need to apply it to your particular situation, but they're more or less the same. Once you learn how to do them, though, you can just repeat for wherever you, whatever you need to focus and work on next. So it's like doing reps. Get the reps in, and then you'll be able to move forward in your journey. And, of course, like, there's nothing wrong with having high self-esteem, because you should. Um, We all want to feel good about ourselves in one space or Mm -hmm. the other. Um, so there's nothing wrong with that. But when you are concentrating on doing activities to boost your self-esteem that may feel good, but may or may not be the best things for you, uh, that's when you kind of got to pump the brakes just a little bit. Um, because that can lead you to some slippery slopes and some places you don't want to be in. Um, and it will not make you happy in the long run. Um, and it starts to put your self-worth based on external factors. This is for sure a thing in LA, for sure. Um, <laughs> you know. And it's problematic wherever you are, whether you live I'm in LA sure, or not. But, you know, it takes on another level when it's, you know, million, billion dollar neighborhoods and fancy cars, and whatever. Like, this is the land, and I, I guess it is true in all of America. This particular part of the world is really feast or famine. You know what I'm saying? And your lot could change. You could have been famine and now you feasted and then you was feasting and then you was famine. So if your self-worth is based on external factors, problematic. Yeah, for sure. So based on a study that we looked at and read about a little bit by uh, some self-esteem psychologists, Crocker and Wolf. If your self-worth is contingent upon being successful at work, you might be that person that takes on extra projects, does stuff that you don't need to do because your self-esteem is tied to somebody saying you did a, you did a good job. You did a great job. Or work. Oh, my God, that's so amazing. I don't know how you did Corporate that. Corporate America blah, 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 junkies. Blah, blah, blah. You know, they be doing right? that. Right? Oh. 
or maybe it's related to body image. We were just talking about that before we got on. She said, I have face body dysmorphia. And I no, said, I didn't say face body. I just said face, <laughs> face dysmorphia. dysmorphia. And I said, girl, she I always thinks her face, face looks really bad. Face dysmorphia. Or her skin I can looks tell bad. My skin or her something terrible. is wrong. So, and half the time, it's not true. Not in, more than half the time. Not in you, but your she eyes, feels but it, that's my right? perception of myself. And so. there are a lot of people like that. They think they got to weigh 130 pounds or... You know, they if they can't fit into a size two or four or whatever, then something is wrong. So they might not feel that they're worthy again, especially in LA. I don't have that problem, right? Or on the other side, <laughs> you're right. For us, that's that thick. You gotta have that thick. You gotta, you know, you're but don't gotta be popping and this and that and whatever. So whatever it is <laughs> that you think in your mind makes your self-worth more in terms of your image it can kind of it can kind of make you do some crazy stuff sometimes but it's all a little or it's all perception though yeah and right. it's all perception and again in this particular instance we're talking about it's all tied to your um to external circumstances they actually <coughs> have a clinical term for that it's called external contingencies and so anything that determines your worth is based on what others see about you, what you do, your occupation, where you went, how you look, what shoes did you have on, what fit did you have, all of that sometimes affects people's self-worth. And um, <coughs> if it's tied to outside factors, then it you lose control over how you're living your life because you're not living your life for what you want because you don't really know what you want. You just want Men what everybody else is doing right now and what it looks like for everybody else. And so you feel like if you have that, then somehow your self-worth can increase. And so instead of striving, striving to kind of meet your own goals and the things that you want to do in your life, you're striving not to fail. You're striving not to look bad in front of other people. You're striving to look like you're keeping up. You're striving to look like I got it all together when that's not the case. And then when you fall, fail, if you do fail, then you lose your ambition, you lose your motivation. You start talking about I'm a loser. I can never do this right, blah, blah, blah. And so then you take yourself down this spiral and those situations can cause you to lose control of your self-worth. Big facts. Mm -hmm. um, I know some of those words, but <laughs> whatever. We're not 100% talking about it. Anyway, next it's a truthful up, chat. We're um, talking a truthful chat. All right. Keep next going. up, number two is societal worth, which they kind of overlap a little bit. Taps back into what we're talking about. Um, and I actually learned this term that was pretty cool. Shout out to the Morning Meetup fam. But I learned about mimetic desires, which I thought was interesting. And it's pretty much this idea of your desires mimic, mimetic, right? Your desires sometimes mimic those of the people around you. Even if it's not really what you really want, it's just- You just feel like you have to you have it. You feel like you have to have it because you're mimicking the desires of other people instead of being like, do I really want that? Or do I really want to deal with that? Or do that I really like that? a lot of trouble one time. Or whatever. So- um. Anyway, I threw out mimetic desires because I feel like that probably prompts a lot of societal uh, worth 
issues. Mm -hmm. So that's about the value that's assigned to individuals and society based on external things, which we know occupation, education, wealth, physical appearance, all the things we're kind of just talking about, right? So it's all based on things that are completely outside of your person or based on what you're individually given. Now, this is the hierarchy or the value scale that we place on your skin color or your your hair and eye color or your bank account or are you a high value (laughs) man or woman? Uh, You know what I mean? Your clothes, the car you drive, blah, 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 blah. It's all status and things outside so i was i think you were telling me some story about somebody that wanted a g-wagon and they didn't it was, it was they be didn't, simone be simone wanted a g-wagon and she was like i don't but even i didn't even really like the car like that but everybody in atlanta had g-wagons at the time so i thought like i needed to to get one but once she really self-reflected and she realized like i don't even want that car i just want that car because everybody else want that car and she was like and i went and got me a cheaper car that i like more and <laughs> save money and so i felt it and it happens all the time purses Shoes, Shoes. earrings, whatever it is, whatever your thing is, that somehow you attach that external thing to making you feel good about yourself, right? It's true. And this gets people in trouble, of course, uh, because does society ever pick the same thing to focus on from day to day? Changes week to week. It's like a dog would throw it five different balls at the dog on the top. Car, car, this is shiny, that's shiny, this. It don't never stay the same, okay? So this caused you to be on a constant rat race to try to keep up with the Joneses, as it were, um, keep up with whatever the trends are, the things, spend a bunch of money and do a bunch of stuff that like, you might not even care that much. Um, and that can influ- influence your self-perception and, um, def- and your self-worth, even though it has nothing to do with you as an individual. It's just some external criteria that you're meeting. Um, and people usually tend to get Usher Raymond caught up with this. Because um, it's, it's, it's just easy to do it because. And I think it's easier um, and harder. It's easier to see, but harder to maintain now because oh no, it's of definitely social media. Because, <laughs> you know, if somebody spent $5,000 on their Sweet 16, their daughter's Sweet 16 party, you used to not know about it. You you know what Sweet I mean? Sixteen. Unless till they had that show, but then after that, now then it got on social media. Now everybody feels like they have to outdo everybody for the party, for the prom parties, for the this, for the that, for the everything. You just gotta keep stepping it up, stepping it up, stepping Level it up. Leveling up in all the wrong ways, making yourself crazy. Um. So yeah, it's hard to measure your self worth by those things. Um. And then these are the things that usually happen. Number one, yo is exhausting. You'd be tired. You'd be tired. That's a lot of energy to expel on what other people are doing. Um, Two, you can wind up doing things again that don't really align with your inner personal values, your purpose, whatever the case may be. Or your pocketbook. Mimetic desires or your pocketbook. Mimetic desires. Um, Three, uh, you can damage your self-image about your authentic uh, self-worth and your genuine self-worth, right? So you start to feel some type of way because you're not measuring up in those particular ways. So um, listen, we had ahead. that happen this week. Listen, we tried very hard. We to tried go to go see to the see the queen for her birthday. We tried to go see the queen for her birthday. But if I tell you... Them tickets, the price gouging and inflation were criminal. Up until 10 minutes before the concert, somebody was selling nosebleed t- nosebleed seats 
were $50,000 each. I kept, I think it was a suite, but you don't think it was. It was not a suite. It was in the 500 section of the SoFi Stadium, which is very high up. No disrespect to anybody who was sitting there, shout out to y'all. But you, $50,000. But somebody bought them. No, they did not buy them. Oh, they didn't buy those? They bought the wheelchair tickets that was $750 each, which we was looking at. (laughs) <laughs> but even the 750 was doing too much. It was too much. It was insane. People was like $600 for taking the 2000 You look at $5,000. Like, I'm like, okay, well. But did it affect your self-worth? Did you somehow feel like you weren't a good person? Or I don't know that not- I wasn't a good person. I want, I want to be there. Listen, here's the thing about the Renaissance tour for me. It was babies going to the Renaissance tours that ain't old enough. Like seven, to love Beyonce. And they ain't been following Beyonce like I've been following Beyonce. Do you understand me? So I think it is a thing of I don't I don't consider a mimetic desire because uh, I am a Beyonce fan. I'm not a part of the Beehive. Okay, shout out to y'all. I don't want no problems. But um, I consider myself a student of the Queen. And so the theater nerd in me wanted to be in the space to watch everything in real time. You can't get that from clips and things of that nature. Which is true because you always see things in a concert that I was not. It's just the thing of me. And it's the Queen's birthday. You know, it's exciting. And yes, it's gonna be on Netflix. The things are gonna be great or whatever. But it was just. Social media was brazy, okay, in California. People was like, it was like a storm. <laughs> it was swarm. It was a swarm of Beyonce and this for three days. And there were two other shows, but I couldn't go to those because I had to work. So we got all dressed up. But again, so we, we exercised our faith and we thought it was going to happen. We had smooth sailing all the way there. We had a place to rest until it was time. And then we made it up to the gates and didn't make it. So... <laughs> Oh man! It However, rough. it was rough. We made lemonade out of lemons. We made lemons because we, we lemons went to we went to a sushi restaurant and we watched it. Shout out to Icon Tips. Thank you, Icon Tips. You had us for Coachella weekend too. You be at all the shows. You be putting us on at Icon Tips. Is that dope? We watched we the whole show pretty much on Instagram while we ate sushi. So, so yeah, I don't feel bad. It, it was, didn't affect uh, my self worth. I just think it's the it's the was the getting dressed up part. It was really I really exercised I really exercised a lot of faith. So I was dressed for the Queen's birthday. That's great. I could say that. But it was just, you know, when you try to get to the finish line and you don't make it, it's a little like uh ugh. but mm. again, the point is do you feel less Oh, I don't think I feel less No, I don't feel I don't feel No, I don't feel like less of a person. I don't think okay. that's that's the thing. I don't feel less of a person. It's just like Dang, that would have been cool. But no. Okay. So that's what we mean by societal worth. Societal worth can make you feel less of a person. But I'm gonna tell you what I feel less of a person. No, what I'm gonna tell you you what I'm gonna tell you what I feel less of a person about. The level of greed that's out here. That is disconcerting and erroneous as as it's crazy. I don't even know if erroneous is the right word. I just use it. As a human being. To know that other human beings is out here doing that kind of level of chicanery and foolishness is highway robbery. And Beyonce didn't get none of that extra money. Exactly. So it's just you and the the homies being greedy as hell. I think that that affected my... Some people might say they were making a wise investment. I don't know. They were not making a wise investment because you know why didn't nobody buy your tickets? And you know why they didn't buy your tickets? Because they was too damn high. That's why. (laughs) So, no. Anyway, back anyway, to the subject at hand. It didn't break our soul. It didn't break my soul. contingencies, okay? Right. Can um, make you feel some type of way. Right. That's our point. Because, you know, the things are constantly changing. Um, 
And you, ultimately, your self-worth should be stable, not unstable, right? So right. you are basing it on things that are unstable. Um, then you're going to be feeling some type of way. And um, that dictates the way that you relate to other people, right? Um, if you are, let's say, in a social situation and you feel like everybody there is worth more than you and they somehow could, they could literally be worth more than you monetarily they could be wearing things that cost more than what you got on they got on the latest jordans you got on the jordans from three years ago whatever um maybe everybody's body snatched you don't feel like your body is as snatched as you want it to be anything pick a future okay um then that might dictate how you react in that space or how you talk to people or treat people in that space so anyway uh, dictating your, your self-worth on external things is not the best. It's not the most, shall we say. It's not the most profitable, fruitful thing that you can do. And it's going to change. So who has time to always be catching up with the, this thing? And then, oh, no, we on this thing. And then, oh, no, we on that thing. And then, oh, no, we on this. And oh, no, we on that. And then, it's okay. It's really not that serious. Um. So, yeah, then the third type of self-worth is intrinsic. Intrinsic worth. Yes, that's right. So intrinsic worth is talking about the inherent value that you have just because you are a human being and you exist, right? And I think we see this sometimes people want to look down on the homeless or or homeless or the immigrants or whatever, but they're human beings and they exist and they have a worth. Um, that we as other people in the country and those who are a little bit more in a better position at Citizen. this particular time, because right. it could change. Um, yeah, but if you was a full people. Right. A couple years ago. But you deserve a certain amount of dignity and respect, and you should think a certain way about yourself because you are a human being and you exist on this earth. I like to call this your God work. Um, that's what I believe in, and I believe that you're created in the image of God, and that's enough. That's enough for you to have a certain degree of worth because you were created in his image, and you're here now. That might not be your particular faith, your religion, or whatever, but it should somewhere in however you look at yourself, you should figure out that I am alive. I was put on this earth. I was born. I didn't have to be born. So the fact that I am here means that I have a purpose and there's something that I am here to do. And that makes me have a certain degree of worth, right? And so inherently, inherently, that doesn't have to do with external circumstances or if you did good at work or this, that, and the other, or if you went here, if you got a G-Wagon or if you didn't, you just have a, a worth that is inherent in you because you are a human being. So if you can embrace that intrinsic worth, then you can detach your value from those external circumstances and find a sense and purpose, a sense of purpose and fulfillment from within, from just being you and whatever God tells you to do or whoever your higher power is. That's where the worth should come from. And I think, uh, you know, it's the idea of you being is enough for everything you happen to do all the time, but mm -hmm. this is America. I don't believe in that. Um, they want you to do, 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 do all the time. So we're not saying, and even for me, that those things are 
like everybody's being programmed. Do you know what I mean? In a certain fashion. So, you know, if you are a successful doer in American society, they're going to put you on and celebrate you for that um, because that's what the society is revolving around. Other cultures are really big on family and, you know, time spent together thought and, and thought. And, yeah, they just have different higher so, so philosophical this ideas. American capitalism. And I just want to throw that out there so you don't be like, I'm so bad. I'm like, you've been trained to be like this since you was like five. Okay. Autumn commercials where they wanted you to buy Barbie dream house and Barbie cars and the hot wheels and that, that was them molding a little consumer minds right there. So when you went to your friend's birthday party and they end up getting a toy that you wanted that you didn't get because your parents couldn't afford it right then or whatever the case may be, then you're going to be feeling some type of way. Your self-worth was already affected. Remember that Toys R Us catalog? That dog on Toys R Us catalog used to come out like before Thanksgiving. You don't even remember. No, don't. It would be like this thick. Consumerism. And kids would be pouring over it, pouring over it. Oh, I do remember that. And circling things. Circling, and highlighting. Highlighting sure, what sure. you want or whatever. And then you might get three of the 25 things that and you still highlighted. And feel horrible. And you'd be like, oh, uh, I didn't get, you know what I'm saying? So you're right. It is programmed from the beginning to Capitalism. make you feel bad if you don't have the things, right? Capitalism. Anyway, it's important to know your worth as we're saying and the benefits of that are as follows one increased self-esteem knowing your worth enhances your self-esteem of course and leads to a greater sense of confidence <clears throat> self-assurance and confidence and self-assurance will help you achieve your goals and dreams your goals not the goals the ones you actually care about the ones not, you care about not, not the, the ones, ones that pay your bills and you do it because you have to, you have or, to whatever, or whatever, but what's, like the stuff you what's intrinsically on the inside of you that you are passionate or you care about. Yeah. Two, boundaries and self-respect. Uh, recognizing your worth empowers you to set healthy boundaries um, in your relationships to avoid situations where you will be compromised um, in any way, shape, or form that affects your well-being. And it will allow you, as we demonstrated at the beginning of this episode, to assertively communicate your needs and stand up for yourself, which is just an important skill to have, period. I'm not saying it always has to be aggressive, but um, asserting yourself is a thing that is- Y'all know y'all used to have- White important. Y'all, your parents used to tell you, like, I don't know if y'all had this, but I had it growing up where my mom would be like, don't you come back in here another time telling me that somebody was trying to beat you up or try to, we didn't call it bullying. And it was just like, what they say to you and what did you say Kids back? Were just inherently and cool. I mean, you know, like what you gonna do about it? I mean, there was always, I guess, I don't know about other people's families, but in most black families, you were taught how to stand, to stand up, up, for up for yourself, yourself at some point. Yeah, that. because you're definitely gonna have to stand up for yourself in the world in America, uh, next to whiteness. Uh, number three, personal growth. Understanding your worth opens the door to your personal growth and self-improvement, which you know we all about over here. That's why this whole channel and truthful chats and all the things exist. Um, I encourage you to embrace your challenges, learn from your failures, and strive for continuous development. So I feel like we talked about this probably in changes or believe one of the earlier months. Mm -hmm. But um, having a growth mindset and a personal growth mindset so that when things happen, you're not thinking it's the end of the world as opposed to an opportunity to just learn and grow and develop <clears throat> further. But 
if you kind of just locked into one little mindset, that's going to be hard. Uh, four, fulfilling relationships. When you know your worth, you attract and cultivate relationships that are like meaningful and built upon mutual respect and support and appreciation. Um, and healthy rela relationships tend to thrive on mutual respect and recognition of each other's worth, uh, encouragement, and personal growth. Because we talked about, we've talked about this before. It's a lot of transactional relationship yeah. things happening. I don't just mean between men and women or women and women or men and men, however you do what you do, significant others, but you know, a lot of things are very, it's capitalism. Everything is very transactional. What can I get for what I'm giving or what can I take when I didn't give nothing, uh, but I just want to take it or <laughs> uh, what can I give and hopefully get something in return or I might get not, not nothing in return for what I gave. And I ain't going to get hustled like that again. You know what I'm saying? So a lot of it is very uh, transactional as opposed to, you know, if you knew your, know your worth, hopefully you won't be in relationships where people are devaluing you, demeaning you, God forbid, putting hands on you, God forbid, calling you out your name on a consistent, regular basis. And you are allowing said treatment to happen. So just throwing that out there. As well. No, I talk about that girl who would say that. What girl? That girl that was saying from her corporate negotiating oh, experience. Oh, yes. My shout out to Bishop Brandon. He sent me this video of this girl who was talking about how she was like, ladies, this is how you get yourself out of a low budget experience was the actual words that she used. And um, it was about really how she was Jedi mind tricking this man who wanted to say her to coffee or tea or whatever, which I was like, oh, that's a, you know, cool little first date to try to see if you feel like this person is worth your time and energy. And she was talking about, oh, coffee or tea? Um, no, I don't do coffee. She was like, first of all, I don't like coffee, which I was like, okay. And she was like, and I don't do tea and my perfume costs too much. I said, what does that have to do with anything? <laughs> and my perfume costs too much. So let me go ahead. See, and that ahead. is not self-worth. That's her worth based on external circumstances of how much her perfume costs. And it's transactional. I, you don't, my money is already more than your money, right? It's just, you You just assume that this person was broke because they wanted to take you to coffee or tea. Not just that that's probably a normal thing to do if you don't know who this person is and you're trying to know. Anyway, then she was like, then I use my my corporate, my, my seven years in the C-suite um, experience. experience so she wrote like a, a text message that she, I guess she had formulated in the C-suite style email to not necessarily a uh, stamp on this person's ego, which I thought was the great Jedi mind trick part of it. But she was like, it's restaurant week. Um, and then sent like a list of suggestions. I was like, well, you pick whatever you want. So he picked Italian and she was like, great, that's wonderful. Sounds like a plan, right? So she didn't tell him what to pick. She just gave him suggestions. Then he was talking about, yeah, so... I don't remember if he offered to pick her up or if he was going to meet her there or whatever. And she was like, oh, me walking across cobblestone, like to the restaurant sounds like work. It's giving labor. She was like, mm -mm. and so I guess she had Jedi Ron trick that man to get her an Uber because she was like, I don't play. Y'all know how I do. Like, and I was like, why? Why is this? Everything the man was suggested seemed very normal, but it wasn't enough for her because her purpose cost too much. So you see what I'm saying about transactional? You just made a full judgment call. On this man's pockets, you want to control the dating experience. You feel like the level of restaurant or lack of restaurant that you want to determines your self-worth. And 
you know, does this person respect you as a friend? I'm like, they talking to you. Obviously, they want to get to know you. This is just, it's very strange. Anyway, but I think the thing that got to me about that in terms of this context was it was all just about her self-worth. There was no consideration for given for man. his self-worth and what he might have been feeling or going through. Or the, no consideration of- My perfume cost too much. No, no consideration of where he was or anything or conversation about that or- so I don't know. I haven't been dating for a very long time. So I don't know what's going on out here in these streets. So y'all can school me if that doesn't make sense to y'all that you should be somehow considerate of what somebody else might be doing. And you know I'm not out here. All right, number five. <laughs> Resilience and emotional well-being. Embracing your worth provides a solid foundation for emotional well-being and resilience. So um, again, like we talked about, navigating setbacks, criticism, adversity, um, so that you have a stronger sense of self and belief in your own abilities because knowing your worth and believing that you are worthy is again essential for peace, happiness, well-being, all the things that sometimes are very difficult to come by in this sick, crazy world we live in. It's a little, little cuckoo, little cuckoo. And, you know, there's practical strategies and we're going to tell you them again because this is what you have it's to do if you want to. It's the same. If you want to move forward in your emotions. If you want to be somebody and you want to go somewhere, you better, wake, you better up. wake up and pay attention. Listen, you got to self-reflect. You have to. You have to say, why do I, desires. Why do I care about Why do I care about this? why did I say I couldn't go to coffee because I have expensive perfume? Like what is going on in your brain that <laughs> those things all kind of go together that I don't drink coffee because with you out because of my she perfume. She just said she didn't like coffee. She didn't say she couldn't drink tea, but my perfume but my perf is more but expensive anyway, than tea. Somehow or another, all of that is... She was asserting, in her mind, she was asserting her worthiness as a dating candidate yeah and trying to say that this dude was not on her level so she had to educate him and upgrade him so you got to reflect a little bit why why you do what you do why you say what you say and take note of the qualities and attributes that um make you unique and valuable mm -hmm. not just perfume what <laughs> other things make you unique and valuable as you can see we're very besides your perfume you know what i'm saying so um anyhow that god bless her in one. her dating journey yes self-reflect start there number two set those boundaries um boundaries setting you got to practice how to honor yourself you're really well remember the boundaries are really for you yeah they're not for the person so maybe like, that's her boundary. my boundaries are i don't drink Go out to coffee. Maybe that's one of her boundaries. I don't know. I'm not going to get on that. But learn to know what yours are. Okay. Learn to kn know what yours are. Say no that's to a, situations. That's a non-negotiable. Is that a boundary? I don't know. That undermine your. I don't go. To, I don't drink coffee or tea. And prior prioritize activities that align with your goals and values. You got it. You just got to know. You say this all the time. Where's your bottom line? Where's your red flag drawer? Where's your, you know, where's your place that this is not healthy for me? Coffee okay? and tea. going to coffee and tea for a first date. It's not healthy, man. I don't know. Embrace your strengths, the things you are good at. And, and you won't know what those are sometime without self-reflecting. 
Because I know for me, there uh, are things that I think, well, everybody does that or everybody knows that or that's just common sense or this, that, and the other, when it's really not. And so um, my therapist tells me all the time, you have a strength that you don't really realize is a strength. And so I'm trying to embrace my strength and get better about that and so that I can move up in my level of self-worth. I feel like I'm pretty good, but I could be better. And then cultivate self-compassion for yourself. When things don't go 100% right, don't think of it as failure. Think of it as an opportunity. Give yourself some grace. Give yourself some understanding and um, embrace your imperfections. Learn from them. Learn from your mistakes. Treat yourself like you would treat your close friend. You wouldn't let your friend beat themselves up because they made a mistake or, you know, I don't know, your kid dropped the milk or whatever. I, you know, I don't see some of y'all going up. I got to clean this up. This milk costs this, that, that. But try <laughs> to <laughs> right, <laughs> cultivate <laughs> some self-compassion for yourself so that you can in turn then cultivate so, uh, compassion for other people. Um, and we've all talked about, always, we, we are all have talked about this before, and we're going to always talk about it because in some form or another, because it's how you get better. It's how you get well. It's how you move into that thing that we gotta take baby steps. want you to be, which is well. Mind, body, soul, and spirit. Amen. And then there's a couple more tips uh, from the self-esteem experts, Crocker and Wolf. Um, so prioritize, one, prioritize learning over performance. This is what we talked about. When you make a mistake. Uh, before, yeah, when you are learning something new, you don't know it, thus you should have grace. We all know this, but I'd be the main person. Like, I, sh- I should already know that, but I don't. So I beat myself up quite often um, about that. I don't know if it's the way I'm wired. I'm sure I have trauma and baggage. <laughs> Why are you looking uh, at me when you <laughs> say that? To assert, because you was looking at me when I was confessing my little confession. <laughs> anyway, uh, failures or lack of approval or whatever the things may be. There's opportunities to improve. So don't beat yourself up about those things um, and just move on from them, you know, more quickly. So you don't have to deal with a whole bunch of difficult emotions if you don't have to. Uh, two, adopt pro-social goals, pro-social. So that means whatever your goals are, just don't make them about you. Hopefully that will help other people. Um, I think that's, I can't prove it, but I'm sure that goes with intrinsic values because if you feel mm-hmm. like part of your intrinsic value is to help others or give to others, then Hopefully everything you're doing has some aspect of that. Um, <clears throat> and it helps your self-esteem because hopefully it's coming from a pure place. But it also allows you to not um, solely focus on yourself, but focus on how to serve others and the world around you, which is also a self-esteem booster. But don't and, do it in an ego way. But again, there's always the good side and the bad side of every coin because some of y'all, do it's very accusatory. Some of y'all, I'm, I'm including myself, some of us, okay, let me do that. Some of us will do things to feel better about ourselves by doing things for other people. And it's not your intrinsic value. Again, it's just what you think you should do to make yourself feel good. Does that make sense? Where you're just overdoing, 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 so it's really overcompensating. Not about other people. It's about yeah, you trying it's, to make oh, yourself feel good by doing by doing good, good things. For try others. to make yourself feel good by doing 
by doing good, not because you really want to do good or it's really helpful. For but that's just a matter of examining again personal first and yeah. motives because that's anything yeah. that you could use that is a temporary escape or a temporary high fix or a high, whatever yeah. it is. So you got to know yourself. Though. It, it's going to feel good in the moment or it's going to be that thing in the moment. But, you know, you got to come down to your real life eventually. Um, so three. Reduce. Yeah. Do you take do you take water bottles to the homeless in the summertime and then got to take 25 pictures? Are you taking pictures of get are you got to take 20 pictures of you giving water to the homeless or do you just give the water to the just homeless? Right you know what I'm saying? It's that kind of stuff that you can kind of look at yourself and say, OK, what's my real motivation? doing this so number three reduce external contingencies which i guess is kind of what we're talking about um yeah because all that's based on likes approval appearance um, and that's the worst thing for your self-esteem actually um instead of your internal contingencies which are your personal virtues and your values and your beliefs um and those things are usually a little bit less harmful um mm -hmm. and I think they're less harmful because they actually are things you can control. Like they actually are things that you can dictate and have something to do with rather than everything else that's happening around you. You feel like I just don't have any control over that or I am trying my best to become somebody else or do something to get those things and they keep escaping me, right? So it's a whole thing. Uh, four, focus on your strengths. Ask yourself the following questions. What makes you special or unique? Um, what do you do that no one else does? And what are your positive qualities? Um, and I think the more you reflect on that, the more that helps with self-worth. Um, if you're anything like me, sometimes I'd be really sitting there like, I don't know, like, you know what I mean? What are my positive qualities or what makes me special or unique? Other people can see it very clear. They'd be like, just you this, you that, or this, that. And I'm like, okay, then, I guess. Um, so... You know, some of us are still working on being able to see that for ourselves. But honestly, I feel like hopefully that's what keeps me humble. I don't feel like I'm supposed to see all the things about myself. Who want to be getting high on their own supply? That's annoying. Don't nobody want to be around them kind of people. Like, isn't it better if I just don't see it, but I am it? And, you know, you still want to hang around me at the end of the day? That's better if I see it. That's how I think about it. But it's an um, interesting perspective. That's probably not good for my self-esteem. I'm sure my therapist talks to me about it often. <laughs> I'm going to be who I am. So that's how I think about it. Listen, none of this work that we talk about is easy. It's not easy. It's not easy for us, as you can see. Like, there's a lot of it that we're still, in, we are still dealing with for ourselves. But um, if you get to the point where you're not afraid to look at it, not afraid to talk about it, and particularly in this instance, look at what external things are you using to develop your self-worth? Like, um, and be honest with yourself, you know, be honest and say, you know what? I do feel like if I don't have the latest J's, I'm not that person or I'm not a good that, person. My if my nails, and my, if I don't have, you know, this every week, a pedicure and a manicure every week. If, if, I, if don't, I don't have seafood every weekend, well, somebody told me recently that some of y'all be going on the dates thinking you're going to get the seafood every weekend, ma'am. Man. And that's not saying those things are bad, bad. but nobody's expectation saying, but the of that expectation. And again, the, the feeling, entitlement of that, too. And the feeling that somehow you are less than if, if you're not you eating sushi every week. I mean, uh, seafood every week. If, 
lobster towers for hours and hours. Mooney Long. Go date Mooney Long. Anyway, I'm just saying all that to say because then, because the person that I was talking to, I was like, I want you to know, A, that's economically irresponsible for you. Um, and that people shouldn't be putting you in that position. Because then I'm like, is that not affecting your self-worth to feel like if I can't provide this type of ex low low budget experience um, <laughs> or a higher higher uh, experience, um, then that makes me less of a person less or less person. dateable or yeah. less like, yeah, you be thinking about it from your perspective. What about the other person? If somebody said that to some of y'all, y'all would be hella mad. If you was like, if you was, if women, if you was paying for the day and he was like, let's go have coffee and tea just because you want to vet this dude, okay? And he was like, nah, the car I drive costs more than that coffee and tea, so I can't be there. You'll be like, he's so rude. Like, it would just, just put yourself in the other person's shoes. Let me just go ahead and say, put yourself in the other person's shoes sometimes before you be saying and doing the thing. Yeah. Anyway, keep going. All right. I just had to point that so, out. So, yes, I think that was a very good point, by the way. So, take a look Empathy. at it. That's what it is. Look at it Empathy. for yourself. Do some self-reflection, some self-analysis, and try to think about the person you are, the person you want to be. Not what all the trappings of that look like, but if you stripped away everything, who are you as a person? scripture I like that says I learned to abase and abound and that means I'm I'm good whether I'm tightrope whether I'm low the person that I am on the inside is still the same because I'm not affected by these external things. whether I'm high or low I'm gonna tip on tip on the tightrope right tip on it's a simple definition now too about Simple definition of personhood. Think about your personhood, your consciousness. What are you conscious of about your own ideas, your own feelings, your own emotions? What do you think about that? Um, and then two, how do you make your decisions? How do you make decisions and how do you develop the capacity to solve problems, to move into different phases of your life whenever you need to? That's what makes up your personhood. And if you get that solid, then your self-worth is going to be solid. So, And I think maybe because I watched a Lauren Hill interview today, so mm -hmm. I, I feel uh, compelled. But self-worth is also hard when a couple of people pleasing. Like if you're used to making decisions or doing things based on how you think, what other people think is going to be the best thing for you to do, right? Because I think that's a little bit of the self-worth mind trick a little bit, is that you have your perception of how you see yourself, but people also have their perception of how you see you. So if you make a decision that you feel like that that person or said people groups or whatever is not going to rock with, that might change their self-image of you or their, their esteem of you or their worth. And then that is going to change how you feel about you too. So I think it's also managing again, your relationship to self, but also your relationship to other people and how they perceive you. Because a lot yeah. of times um, you don't know your self-worth because you've been so busy doing and being what other you feel like other people want you to do and be that you have no idea who you are because you've never even stopped to ask or think about it or take the time to reflect on it because you're just on that treadmill of we do this, we do that, we do this, we do that. This family that, we do this, we do that. Like you have that, that whole identity. And so if you break that apart, then you may discover some new things about yourself that you ain't That you like. 
right? Yeah. So when you understand the different dimensions of your worth and embrace your values, you start to empower uh, yourself first and foremost. The work always starts with you, um, and then empower others. Empower others to do the same. So it's the ripple effect, as Grandmother Willow once said. The ripple effect of self-acceptance and appreciation um, that hopefully affects generational wellness. It's not just for you, but it affects you, boot thing and your kids and your coworkers and this is that. All oh, the people. The ripples. Yeah. Um. So yeah, man. Uh, I think that's it. I, I think we're gonna be gonna rock with us for the rest of the month. No is the word. So I think we're gonna continue to try and delve deeper and deeper. That was weird. Don't do that with your hands. Well, we're going to get more intricate into the conversation. That was weird. Anyway, come back for the rest of the month, hopefully. She is all on Um, Just, uh, I'll I'll tell you why it's bad offline, because I can't really explain it online. (laughs) Anyway, um, hopefully we're going to go deeper each week. Uh, Remember, you are worthy, um, no matter what you think about yourself, what other people think about you, what the society is saying, what what the things are. Your intrinsic value and worth is there because you're a living being. human being and your worth knows no bounds and no limits, baby. No limit, as Usher Raymond said, um, and Percy Miller and such. No limit. Anywho, uh, you should be able to be with us next week, but you won't be. Um, if you are not subscribed to the YouTube channel, follow us on IG. Uh, liking us on the Facebook and the fan base and all the other places. I'm still very much catching up there. I'm not going to judge me. Um, But just follow us so you can be in the know. So you can know what's going on. So you can share your little little thoughts, your little ideas, your little comments. Because we want to know. Are we even talking about things that you find important? And is it helpful? Pivot. We're not going to pick it too much. But anyway, um, if there's any, I don't know, mother-daughter duos you want us to interview, um, you're not really nobody. January. Yeah, it was like probably January. We ain't really January nobody, we'll but we January. will send a letter to somebody and ask if you like, oh, we think y'all should talk to so-and-so, so-and-so. I feel like people are always interested in doing things with their kids. Listen, we know a lot of mother and daughter people that are brilliant and have really important things to say. We're going to start bringing them to you little by little. Little so. by little. And again, you know, y'all might be like, oh my God, y'all should talk to said celebrity person. We'll try. Anyway, uh, y'all have a lovely night. We'll see you next week. And um, we bid you adieu. We bid you adieu. And make sure these people don't break yourself. Amen. Amen.